Parashas Zohar. The one mitzvah, the rise of Kriya Torah we have. And the mitzvah is to remember the evil of Amalek. We were coming out of Mitzrayim and Amalek came to attack us in the desert. And really we need to understand Amalek's motivation. What possessed them? Klai Yisrael weren't threatening them. Klai Yisrael were not encroaching on their territory. And Klai Yisrael had just been shown the tremendous nisim of the splitting of the sea and the destruction of Mitzrayim. So what possessed Amalek to come and attack them? So really we have to look back into Amalek's ancestry to see what underlying factors there were which motivated Amalek's foolish decision to come and attack the Jewish people. And Chazal tell us the story already begins with Amalek's mother. Her name was Timna. Timna was a Pilegesh to Eliphaz, the son of Esav. And she was the mother of Amalek. And Chazal tell us a little bit about Timna. Timna was a Bas Melachim. Timna was a princess. And Timna really wanted to marry into the family of Abraham Avinu. Yet for whatever reason, Avram rejected her. She wasn't considered worthy to marry into Avram's family. And as a result, she looked to the other branch of Avram's family. The family of Asaph. And she ends up marrying Eliphaz, Asaph's son. And she became the mother of Amalek. And the chinuch that Amalek got was that sense of rejection. That she hadn't been accepted as part of the Jewish people. But, as a result of that, it brought her to a certain level of to despise, to hate the Jewish people. And she transferred that mirror to her son Amalek. Chazal, when discussing Amalek, bring the Pasuk. Bavai Rasha, Bavai Gam Buz. When the Rasha comes, he comes together with Buz, with disdain, with scorn. The negative skein of COVID. But in presence of the skein of the elders, then there's respect. We spoke about Amalek's mother. We find an interesting thing about Amalek's paternal ancestry as well. 
Amalek was the grandson of Esav. But Esav, we find also that word. After Esav says Yaakov the Bechera, Vayakom, Vayelech, Vayivez, Esav is a Bechera. Esav despised, scorned the Bechera. And we find that by Amalek's great grandson as well. By Haman, and it says about him in the Megillah. The only other time in Tanakh it uses that word. Vayivez be'enov. Nishloyach liyad b'molecha levadoy. Vayivez. He despised. He scorned. What is this midah? And why is it specific to the children, the family of Asaf? I was once asked to give a shear on the nature of cynicism. The problem is I was giving the shear to a group of cynics. So I wanted to try explain. Where does the middah of cynicism come from? And the answer is, when a person feels a part of something, he feels connected, he feels included. So then, he's happy with what he's a part of. But when if a person feels he's been excluded, he's been rejected, then the way that a person would respond to rejection, to exclusion, is to become a cynic. To mock, to scorn, the concept that he's not part of. The group that he doesn't belong to. And, as I'll illustrate, this can happen from one minute to the next. Imagine the person's dancing at a wedding, he's part of a circle and he's into the rhythm and he's enjoying himself. And then, as is the nature of circles of dancers, the circle breaks up and everybody regroups and he suddenly finds himself in the middle of the dance floor on his own with all the circles whirling around him. And his response is going to be, oh, why am I wasting my time dancing? Anyway, this is uh, not enjoyable. Then he's just become a cynic. When he feels that moment that he's been rejected, that he's not part of something, so then his automatic response is to despise it. That's the nature of buzz. The nature of scorn. And therefore, we understand that this was the middah that Timna bequeathed to her son. She had been rejected. She had been rejected and as a result of that, she came to despise the ones who rejected her. And she came to transmit that feeling of hatred towards Klal Yisrael. 
to Hassan Amalek. Asa felt the same way. That day that Asaf committed murder, that day that Asaf denied Hashem, that day that Asaf distanced himself from everything that his father Yitzhak and his grandfather Abram held holy and precious. And therefore, he now no longer deserves to be involved in the Avodah. But Esau's response, by Yehveh's Esau is going to despise the Bechayra. And the same thing about Haman. All the king's soldiers, all the king's ministers and officers and advisors bowed down to Haman. Mordechai excluded himself. Mordechai refused to acknowledge Haman. And Haman's reaction, Haman's reaction to something or someone he didn't feel a part of or didn't connect to him, he despises him and he looks to plot and plan his downfall. We don't find that Haman was particularly close to Esther. Yet, when Esther invites Haman to the party, Haman feels included. And he feels a connection to Esther because she included him. But when Haman feels excluded, then that brings about this middle of Ayivas. It brings about this middle of scorn. To be little. To make mockery of something which I really deep down did want, but being as they didn't want me, so my response is to not to want them either. This myth isn't limited to Esau's descendants. We find a very similar progression in the Torah. In Pashas Bechokosai, when discussing the clodus that Chas V'Shalom Klai Yisrael will suffer if they disobey Hashem. Chazal bring a progression. Chazal bring a progression of how a person gets further and further removed from Hashem. Further and further entrenched in Avera. And they say it begins with the person He hasn't learnt. And as a result of that also, he doesn't keep the mitzvahs. And as a result of that, he's Mayas Bahirim Shaisim. He despises those people who are keeping the mitzvahs. Having put himself into a category of those who don't keep, he now feels separated from those who do. And the result is the way he relates to those who do is with disdain. And it doesn't stop there. He hates the people teaching. They're bringing up a new generation of those who are keeping the Torah. The people that he's rejected. 
and it doesn't stop there either. He's going to try and prevent other people from learning. And eventually he's going to be Kofir Beka. That same progress was the route traveled by Amalek. It began from being excluded, continued to a hatred and a disdain for those who excluded him, an active attempt to fight those, so to speak, who he hated. And that was the point of his campaign in the Midbar. Not that he was expecting to lose anything. Or he was threatened by Klai Yisrael. Amalek came to fight because the fact that the Jews had been victorious and the fact that the world were all in awe of them. Well, how can it be that the nation that Amalek feels so negatively towards, the nation that Amalek despises are going to be so successful? And therefore Amalek feels he has to come and do what he can so to speak, to destroy that feeling of success. It comes from that same middle of Vayivez. That is Amalek's way of dealing with the feeling of rejection or the feeling of not being a part of something. But let's look to the second part of the Pasuk. The Neged Zakein of Kovoit. And that brings us to this week's Parsha Parshas Vayikra, the Parsha of the Korbanas. And we know that even though the Korbanas presented a tremendous opportunity, what else could bring a person to Kedusha like bringing the Keturus? Could it endear a person to Hashem like bringing the Menorah, knighting the Menorah? Bring the Oiv the Hashem who worked in the base of Mikdash. And it was a position that I'm sure all the Jewish people wanted. And yet, Klai Yisrael were rejected. The Avoida was given specifically to Aaron and his family, and the rest of Klai Yisrael were excluded. And now, the point, important point how did Klai Yisrael respond to that rejection? How did all the Jews who wanted to bring the Avodah and were forbidden from doing so? How did they react? Not like an Amalek. It didn't bring them to despise the Avodah. To turn around and say, well, this is all a waste of time anyway. Who needs to spend their time with Karbanis? And to hate the Koranim. It didn't do that. How did Klai Yisrael feel about the Avodah? I want to share with you a beautiful insight I heard many years ago from Rabbi Yisrael Reisman. In the Pasuk in Pashas Korach, when Klai Yisrael asked that we should also be allowed to do the Avodah, not just Shevet Aaron, the Shevet of the Kanye. And the Shem told them to put the matter to a test, that each Shevet would take a stick a branch, and leave it overnight in the oil moid. 
And in the morning, Moshe brought out their sticks, and all the sticks remained dead wood, except for the stick of iron, which had blossomed, had flowered, had borne forth fruit. It was a clear sign that Aaron and his family were meant to be the ones to work in the Besamikdash, and the rest of Klai Yisrael was not Zeichah. How did Klai Yisrael respond to that rejection? The Pazak says, Vayiru Vayikhu Ish They saw, and each of the other Shvatim took their, took their stick home. And the question is, why would they want to keep such a stick? If anything, it symbolized their failure. It symbolized the fact that they were rejected. Why would you want to keep evidence of such a thing? And the answer given was, Klaistral held on to those sticks. Because they knew that if in the future, Dar, their children or their grandchildren would turn around to them and say, why aren't we also a to work in the Beis HaMikdash? Why is this privilege only for the Kainim? Then the first Dark would turn back to them and say, You should know. We also wanted to work in the Beis HaMikdash. It's not that we didn't try. We asked. And this is the sign that Hashem didn't want us. But it wasn't because it wasn't important to us. It wasn't because we didn't try. And I held on to those six sticks to prove that the reason we're not working in the Beis HaMikdash was not any lack on our part. We wanted to work in the Beis HaMikdash. We were willing. We weren't chosen. And therefore the response of Klai Yisrael to the Kahuna, which they had been excluded from, was covered to respect the kind the kibaratai. And that's the difference. The underlying difference between the middle of Amalek and the middle of Klai Yisra. What Amalek doesn't have, doesn't get, doesn't achieve, so he turns to despise. If it's something he's unable to reach on his own, then his response is to smock it, to be moyes. And more than that, to try to prevent it. Whereas the middle of Klai Yisrael is when there's a level that we can't achieve on our own. But we realize the level of greatness. Whether it's greatness in Kohana, whether it's greatness in Torah, in Nevoah, and a person hasn't reached that level, so he's been excluded from participating. But the response is covered. I know that this is a great Madrega, and I respect those who have. And that's the difference, the underlying difference between Amalek's worldview and Klai Yisrael's. Amalek is the cynic. And what he doesn't feel a part of, what he doesn't connect to, he rejects. Whereas Klai Yisrael, what they don't feel a part of, they respect. And this is the difference. Mardachai, the victor of Haman. A number of times in the Megillah, it tells us the steps of Mardachai's rise to greatness. 
And in every case, it was something which commanded respect. When Malach went out from the base of Melech with the royal raiment, Bilvush Malchus Tcheles Vachur, the entire city of Shushan rejoiced with him. When Mordechai's name went forth in the other countries, it brought many others to come to Yiddishkeit. And lastly, He was a god of the Yehudim. He was great in the eyes of the Jews. That's the level of covet. What Esav is missing, what Timna was missing, what Amalek is missing, is that ability to give covet. What they don't have, they despise. To the level that had made them into the sworn arch enemies of Klai Yisrael. Because we, they rejected, they're not part of us. Whereas Klausel's response, if we recognize the Madrega, a Maila, a level which we are unable to reach on our own, we connect to it. And we show its importance by giving cover to those who are there. Whether it was to the Kainim, whether it was to the Ravim, whether it was to Gedele Yisra. Negates the kind of covet.